You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here, actually broadcasting from Toronto this week uh, in the Vancouver studio. We've got AJ Vickery. How are you doing, AJ? Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm freezing cold. <laughs> I uh, picked probably the best week to come to Toronto. They've had a fantastic winter, except for now it's uh, like minus 25 out. And for, you know, our fair Vancouver skin, uh, it's not good. So what's the big news out there in Toronto? There's all that NBA stuff going on? Yeah, it's a crazy weekend. There's like an auto show. There's the NBA All-Star game happening, uh, which has kind of made it kind of crummy for me as far as, uh, you know, booking travel and and finding a place to stay. Like even Airbnb, which I'm really into now, is uh, was was very difficult to uh, to find a place. Ah, that's that's tough for you, man. <laughs> it is. You know, we got a great show today. Uh, we will uh, be, of course, going open line uh, later on in the program, taking your tech calls and questions. And also, you know, you'll want to stay tuned uh, to hear about uh, Windows 10. If you are running Windows 7 or, or Windows 8 or 8.1, you might be forced to actually upgrade to Windows 10. We've got uh, Shane Dingman, uh, the technology editor from the Globe and Mail, uh, coming up uh, after the next break to uh, give us the details on that. Are you running Windows on any of your machines, AJ? Uh, yeah, so um, uh, I do have one mach- one computer that I did upgrade uh, to Windows 10 yep. um, because there was the there's that opportunity to upgrade for free. Yep. And so, um, you know, whenever... Microsoft has given something away for free. I like to jump on board with it. And, uh, you know, I've been pretty impressed with it. I think it's been a very stable um, operating system for Windows. Like, you know, you never know what you're going to get when they come out. Sometimes it's a good one. Sometimes it's, yeah, no, you no. want to skip it. But I say Windows 10 is a solid uh, solid so far from what I'm experiencing. And for all those folks who have the touch screens built into their either their laptop computers or, or their tablets, um, I think interfacing with your laptop, with the ability to touch the screen. It's just such a fantastic um, additional way, including the keyboard and the mouse and everything else. So whether you like it or not, you might be uh, (laughs) forced to upgrade to Windows 10. But uh, like you were saying, uh, good reviews uh, so far. Uh, Did you see that story uh, about uh, iPhones? Uh, People... uh, who have taken their uh, their iPhones into third-party shops, you know, these little mom-and-pop stores that are all over the place now that can sure. fix your iPhone. Uh, with the latest updates uh, to the operating system, um, if you get certain things done, repaired on the iPhone, uh, it'll actually shut the whole thing down. You get yeah. a, an error 53. I did see that, and um, and uh, it's literally, um, you know, the old term that we used that we used to say, "brick your phone." Yeah. Um, you know, that's essentially what this error 53 is causing. And and you know, when looking into it, um, you know, Apple uh, was approached and asked why this why this is now happening, and and you know, they're sort of looking at the fact that they've they're, they're building some of these pay apps and this fingerprint swiping into the phone. They're yes. talking about being a security feature. So if they that this little fingerprint swipe that is on your iPhone, uh, if that thing actually is checking all the equipment in the phone, if it sees a piece of hardware that it doesn't recognize as being original, yeah, uh, it's shutting that phone down and locking and locking you out. Which, which, like you say, Mike, is is really causing havoc for anyone that's getting any kind of fix done to their phone, other than maybe just your glass. Yeah, so from what I've read so far, uh, if you get the screen replaced by, you know, a third-party shop, uh, that hasn't been affected. But uh, anything to do with the the home button, you know, the fingerprint scanner on uh, the iPhone 6 or 6S, uh, that that could uh, be an issue. But, you know, it's interesting. Um, You know, I think Apple's probably got one of the best uh, uh, service, uh, uh, you know, 
opportunities. Uh, if you do have a uh, you know a problem with your iPhone, you can take it to their stores and uh, you know they'll fix them for you right away. But uh, you know it can be expensive if it's, if it's out of warranty. Uh, so a lot of people go to these third-party shops to to get them fixed at a, a fraction of the price. Yeah, and I think I, you nailed it on the head. I. Honestly, the Apple model in retail is being copied by so many retailers, um, you know, all over the world. And it's because they've they've done this amazing thing. I mean, when you go in there, if money's not an option and you walk into an Apple store to get something serviced, you know, you're getting an experience. You remember we used to sell computers, Mike, and the worst oh, yeah. experience was going to the computer service department because <laughs> it was, it was always horrendous. a battle of yeah, pointed like... pointed fingers and you did this or you did that. Um, but And it would take days. And it would take days, Days yeah. to get but, that uh, thing fixed. I'm, if, I'm, if I am can... quite impressed in any time I've gone to the Apple service store to deal with any issue that I've had, you know, when I'm out of warranty or whether I've got the Apple Care, um, obviously there's different price tags that come with that. But so far, you know, thumbs up. Yeah, you know, for example, I, I had an experience where, um, uh, you know, I had an iPhone 6 and, um, you know, the connector where you plug the lightning cable in, yeah. it uh, it got monkeyed up. It wasn't working properly anymore. So, you know, I did take it to the Apple store. It was unfortunately out of uh, warranty and, um, you know, they would help me still. I, I forget, it was a few hundred dollars. And, and basically what they do is they, they give you a replacement phone. Yeah. Like they, they just swap it out. And, you know, I thought, I mean, that's fantastic. I can just get that done right away. But at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, a few hundred bucks. A couple hundred bucks. Yeah. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. So, I, you know, I went to one of these mom and pop stores because I just thought, you know, it's just a little connector thing. And, you know, they were able to fix it for $70. Yeah. So there it is. So it, c- fixing that connector now with the new upgrade in the software, the fingerprint scanner sees the connector is not the original one yeah. and locks the phone. Yeah. Nothing to do with changing the fingerprint scanner, just that simple little connector, cheap and easy to fix. Now you've got a brick. I better not upgrade that. And I think that's what people are getting <laughs> upset about, and that's yeah. why we're seeing this story come to the come to the front. Yeah, you know, it's a tough one. You know, I can I can see both points, right? Cuz I don't want to spend hundreds of dollars. At the same time, I can see Apple, you know, they're trying to build these secure. I mean, the smartphone is basically going to become our wallet, right? Yeah. So, they want to make sure that it's you know 100% you know uh, you know official so that no one's getting in there and, and messing with the security. You know if you're paying some service provider, um, you know like Shaw or, or or Rogers or anyone for your cell phone, and you're paying um, and you've bought your phone and you own it, you know how can Apple control whether or not you get to make a phone call because they're worried about security? Do you know what I mean? I mean that's the that I think that calls into question of you know how far is that too that too far. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see how it uh, plays out in the coming weeks. Uh, obviously, uh, it's something that uh, uh, you know some people are pretty upset about, but uh, you know we'll have to to see what what happens. Uh, I don't know if you've been following the uh, the self driving car uh, issue, AJ. You yeah. Know, with uh, Google, they uh, you know they've uh, been working on self driving cars uh, for a few years now. Uh, you know, all the car manufacturers are really working hard and trying to build that into their uh, new vehicles. But uh, you know. You and I know that, you know, the technology is really getting there, but probably the biggest problem is the regulations and laws concerning this. Sure. And so Google actually um, made a application to the uh, uh, Federal Transport Board uh, down in the U.S. Uh, back in uh, November of 2015, and uh, they've gotten back to them now, uh, basically, you know, kind of giving them the green light that, yes, uh, we acknowledge that uh, the artificial intelligence inside the Google car is a driver. That's a huge thing. It's huge. I mean, there's still a bunch of hurdles to overcome, but uh, that's the next step uh, in in getting these self-driving cars on roads. 
Yeah, what I find funny about that, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if you want to call it approval or that next uh, hurdle that they've achieved, but, you know, the U.S., you know, federal uh, department is recognizing the fact that this car can drive itself, but not with any people in the car. Yes. So, and, and, you know, I guess they're worried because, like, well, if you got a person in the car, can they grab the wheel and fight against, you know, what if, you know. Well, that's what Google's going for. They, They want to get approval so that no one has to be in the car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it will completely drive itself. They don't even want a steering wheel or foot pedals in there yeah. because they say uh, humans will monkey it up. Sure, <laughs> they'll they'll cause the problems because you know they have uh, you know the ability to take over, and uh, you know as you know humans we make a lot of mistakes. Do you see this happening potentially with transportation? Um, the first potentially like things like you know the trucks that drive um, you know carrying you know goods and services uh, you know twenty four hours a day sort of thing. Uh, you know, these are all drive by, by humans right now. Uh, trains obviously have conductors, but they, they probably have auto modes. Yeah. Um, you know, do you see this happening maybe with, with the transportation first? I don't know. That's kind of scary to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, these big trucks that are hauling, you know, long distance, uh, you know, uh, loads. Uh, those are big vehicles. And but, it, I would feel safer if there was a human in there just kind of keeping an eye on yeah. things. Yeah, I suppose so. But just with the th- tens of thousands of hours that they've logged in the U.S. with the self-driving cars, like they, you know, the, you know, the only what it seems to be the only accidents that are happening are are, are from other drivers. Yeah, it's kind of scary, eh? Yeah. It's the humans that are causing the problems. <laughs> we're gonna have to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're gonna find out about uh, Windows 10 uh, being forced upon you, whether you want it or not. Is this a reality? You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo, broadcasting out of Toronto today. We've got AJ Vickery in Vancouver. AJ, we've uh, got a great prize today for our listeners. Oh, man, we have got a great prize. The We've actually worked with the folks over at Samsung um, to give away a Samsung Galaxy Tab S2. It's the 9.7-inch version. This tablet uh, is awesome, and you got 10 days left in this contest, so you're going to want to go to our website and enter to win um, this thing because it's beautiful. Um, first of all, i got to say that it's stunning super... It's the AMOLED display, so it showcases your favorite new documentaries or your books. Uh, it's just such a great tablet, um, and you can win one simply by going to getconnectedmedia.com and enter our contest page. And our contest page can quickly you can quickly get to it just by clicking that left-hand contest tab. Are you running uh, Windows 7 or Windows 8 or 8.1? Well, uh, coming soon, you might find that your computer has upgraded itself. On the line, we've uh, got our good friend Shane Dingman. He's the technology uh, uh, guru over at the uh, Globe and Mail. Thanks for joining us today, Shane. Hey, guys. How are you? Great. Uh, I'm uh, I'm in your city today, and it's freezing. I know. You picked the worst possible day, man. This is the worst, the coldest day of the year. <laughs> I'll have to come back when it's a little bit warmer. So, Shane, you did a really uh, interesting article uh, on the Globe and Mail uh, talking about Windows 10. Uh, and, and it's interesting. There's so many connected Windows devices now. Uh, from what I'm reading here, there's uh, close to a billion uh, Windows uh, machines uh, throughout the world. Uh, a lot of them, though, still are running older versions of the operating system. I think half are like running Windows 7. But uh, coming up, uh, a lot of users might find that their machines have upgraded themselves. Yeah, it's actually already started. They uh, they pushed out an update um, 
starting sorry, in October, they said, we're going to change the nature of the recommended updates to install Windows 10 on your machine. In some cases, what that meant was that big files that were necessary before you actually switched were installed ahead of time. And then eventually, it would just say, okay, time to update. And for a lot of users, that just means like you click yes when Windows says update. And then they might have been surprised that, uh, whoops, now I have a Windows 10 logo on my machine. <laughs> Uh, this is kind of interesting um, because before it was optional. You had to go through a few steps to actually make this happen. But uh, in, well, you in, used to have to pay for it, right? Like yes. The first step, you used to be like, oh, I'm going to go buy this. And because it's free, I think that reduced some of the friction as well. Like if they, if you made your customer pull out a credit card, they would have thought twice about what they were clicking on. But because it's free, people are just clicking. Why does Microsoft really want people to upgrade to, to Windows 10? Like you said, it's free, so, you know, does it really matter to them because they're not really making any money? What's kind of the business angle behind that? There's a couple of things. Uh, I mean, they sort of have described Windows 10 as the last uh, version of Windows, right? In the sense that from this point onward, there will be sort of sequential you know, updates, and it will not be something where you need to go and buy an all-new OS. The OS will be has been constructed in such a way that it can be updated almost indefinitely, like sort of like Windows 10, or sorry, uh, OS 10 on Apple. You know, like they, they've got all these different, you know, flavors, Mountain Lion and Yosemite and, uh, you know, the new one. And it's, it's been the same for many years. And that, that's the goal of Windows 10. They don't want to have to do these servicing for these, uh, these OSs that, you know, as you said, Windows 7 is half of Windows installed. And that's the, it's older than Windows 8, obviously. Windows XP, which is like, what, like 15 years old almost, that's still 10% or 11 or 12% of the installs out there. And they don't even support that anymore. Right, like so, like within the next sort of like five to seven years, depending on how mad they want to make people, they want everybody on Windows Seven to get off of it because they don't want to keep spending money and time and resources keeping Windows Seven safe from problems and hackers and all the rest of the stuff they have to deal with. You know, I sort so, of get that in the consumer space, but you know, in the business world where where you know Windows has always been a dominant force, um, you know, I look at large organizations like the big you know the big national firms and they never upgrade because the cost of the upgrade it must be the cost of the upgrade across their network in terms of everything that needs to be done like i i know companies big companies that are still running like early versions of of windows oh yeah i mean uh, there was a great story i think this week about like how the u.s navy has a team of guys who go around to like installations looking for for versions of xp they don't even know what they have in their systems anymore hmm. um you know like so, yeah, no, and, and funnily enough, the enterprise question is a bit different because they make a lot of money off of companies who are willing to keep paying them hand over fist to keep their systems running. So, like, the, the high-end enterprise clients uh, will pay them almost indefinitely to keep that stuff running. But for everybody else, uh, you know, half of Windows 7 or half of the, uh, the Windows market being Windows 7, that's not all enterprise. That's a lot of consumers. They want those consumers to be able to And there's another reason. Like, I think I put it out in my story. You know, Bing is integrated deeply into the sort of, you know, Cortana assistant and a lot of the other features on uh, Windows 10. Mm. And they have seen revenue on Windows 10 machines go way up over, you know, uh, any other machine that uh, runs Windows. Uh, Bing revenue, I should say. So, I mean, you know, they have been pouring billions of dollars into Bing to make it a, a relevant search engine. And, uh, you know, part of the reason that is because they have not made a lot of money. So if there any way that they can convert more Windows users into potentially, like, useful 
uh, you know, revenue generators for their big search engine. That's that's just a cherry on top of the other otherwise useful sort of reasons why they should have you upgrade to Windows 10. And it is a bit of a different world now. You look at a lot of the devices. It's not just Windows and Mac anymore. It's all the mobile devices, the Androids and, uh, you know, the Apple iOS as well, which uh, pretty well are, are free uh, upgrades to their operating system. So it's kind of hard to compete against that uh, when everyone else is offering their operating systems for free and upgrades for free, and you're still trying to charge. Yeah, funnily enough, I mean, so far, Microsoft still says that Windows 10 being free is only a year-long offer. Like, this this summer, they'll essentially turn that off and you'll have to start paying again. Yeah. My guess would be they won't do that. In the end, I think that this was just a, a, a stick, essentially, uh, to go along with the free carrot to convert people. I mean, they've, they've done a very good job of converting users, but, you know, um, we'll see how, how far they get. They're not going to get, you know, even 25% of those Windows 10, 7 people to Windows 10 in the next six months, right? So uh, yeah, I, think it'll I, I agree with you, though, that the, the putting the urgency around the free for a year um, is definitely got a lot of people reaching out, even to us and saying, hey, should I do this? I've only got a few, you know, few months left. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I agree. I think that Microsoft will probably back off that, uh, uh, you know, that that charged version, um, like you say. Yeah, no, it just makes good sense. I mean, the other reason that they want everybody on 10 is because they want to make 10 the sort of like base sort of layer for all of their devices, right? Like 10 is now, Xbox now runs on 10, and the phone essentially is 10, is 10 compliant, and like the Surface essentially runs 10. So they want every device that you might have as a Windows device to be able to interact with your other Windows devices seamlessly, and they want to do that through 10. So she you can see why there's a reason why they're pushing so hard on this issue. Shane, always a pleasure to have you on. Where can people find out more information about you? Well, we've always got at Globe Technology, and you can follow me at, at Shane Dingman. And, uh, you know, globemail.com, guys. That's the best place. That was Shane Dingman from the Globe and Mail. We're going to open up our phone lines, taking any of your tech calls and questions. 604-280-9898. Your calls after the break. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo with AJ Vickery. I'm broadcasting out of uh, lovely, cold Toronto. AJ, uh, you're back in warm Vancouver. Yes, yes, warm, beautiful Vancouver. You were living the dream. Yep. Uh, Windows 10, uh, interesting, eh? I, I can see why Microsoft wants to get everyone uh, on board uh, with it. Um, I still have a couple of machines at home that I haven't uh, done the upgrade on yet, but I think i got to get on that. Yeah, you know, and 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 uh, you know, like like we were just talking about, it may be inevitable at this point. But I do think that um, you know, I wouldn't worry too much about the conspiracy theory. I mean, even if the business case is to force you know the search engine uh, being Bing that returns any results when you talk to your computer, uh, I still think the Windows Ten as a fr getting it for free is 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 awesome. You know, I, I would definitely recommend it. But you know, what do you do about older computers? That's a challenge. We're uh, going open line here on Get Connected, taking your Technology calls and questions, 604-280-9898. Uh, if you've got uh, any tech issues, we can help you on air, or you want uh, to know a little more about uh, Windows 10, we can do that for you as well. Uh, we've got, it uh, looks like Mike on the line. Uh, Mike, are you there? Yes, uh, I just wanted to ask. I, I know a couple of people who have uh, computers in the 10, 11-year-old range, and I'm not sure that those computers are going to support Windows 10. Uh, can you tell me anything about that? Yeah, that's a, a great question. Uh, you know, and I think for the most part, uh, you know, if you've got a machine that old, uh, I I wouldn't worry tremendously about 
you know, upgrading those <laughs> to Windows 10. They're probably uh, fine uh, as uh, they they are, but uh, you know, you gotta you, you do have to look at some of these new machines and uh, uh, you know the capabilities uh, is, is of them. Is Microsoft gonna force you to upgrade the machines though? Uh, no, the Windows XP ones, no, I I no. Uh, Windows okay, Vista, exactly. Windows Millennium, no. I yeah. think the I think the machines they're talking about they have Windows 7, but uh, I don't think they're new enough to support Windows 10. Well, you'd be surprised because the um, the actual minimum requirements for Windows 10 um, is a one gigahertz processor or faster um, and one um, gig of uh, of RAM. Okay. So 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 uh, and then only 16 gig of free hard drive space. So it's, I you know maybe one of the bigger requirements is the graphics card, which is micro, Microsoft DirectX 9. Um, so. Um, but I, you know, I think that you know you got to think about Windows 10. It also runs on on tablets, and they actually have a, uh, a you know a, a different version of Windows for for their Windows 10 for their really um, basic phones and and tablets, and then they have the full blown version as well, which is for most computers and desktops. But but I think that um, it's not you know, necessarily, uh, you know, really hard on, on the machines if you meet those minimum requirements. Although whenever you have the minimum, you never see the best performance. I mean, we've learned that um, along the way, but but uh, but with those requirements, I think you might be okay. Yeah, and, and, and one of the features as well, Mike, um, you know, if you do upgrade and it's just not working uh, out, uh, you do have the ability to actually go back to the previous version. Okay, thank you. Yeah, no worries. Bye. Taking your calls here on Get Connected, 604-280-9898. Going to jump here to uh, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hi. Hi. Um, I have a home desktop computer. It's only two years old. Um, I keep getting the prompts for Windows 10. I keep saying no. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just afraid that I'm going to... Will I lose everything on my desktop? <laughs> That's a, it's a great question. Uh, obviously, our whole worlds are digital now, all our documents and pictures and, and what have you. Uh, no, you, you won't. Uh, it'll keep all your uh, your data and your, your files and basically just upgrade the uh, operating uh, system. You know, that being said, uh, you know, I always do recommend uh, backing up those important documents mm-hmm. before you do any type of uh, update uh, to your computer. It's better to be safe uh, than uh, sorry. Your thoughts, AJ? Well, just, you know, the only thing I would say is if there's a certain, and I think, you know, most people don't fall into this boat, but if there's a there's, there's a certain applications that you perhaps have loaded on your computer, um, I would say that in most cases they probably will work. The the machine I think will actually do a diagnostic and check some of those things. But but um, you know it is possible that some like you know maybe the favorite bridge game that you downloaded or something like that you know that that you may love to play that may not work on the new OS depending on some of those compatibility things. There might be a newer version that you end up having to get of that same game or something. But for the most part. All your, you know, uh, productivity software is your word processing and all those things will, will transfer through okay. Okay, um, but the one thing is, is my husband has the main computer and I sort of use it off of his mm-hmm. when I jump on. And so I use Hotmail because he has his own email. So I have to put in a password to start my computer from the very beginning. Will it accept that same password when I go to load it after it's been, after Windows 10 has been installed on it uh, once you go once you log into your hotmail account through your window for your through do you use it as a web-based uh, login or is it a, a you start a mail program um it's web-based yeah you you, you should, it would be the same password okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> good luck you. uh again aj the uh, the contest 
Oh, yeah, we got to talk about that. Um, for the folks who didn't hear about it, we uh, Samsung has been amazing. I mean, last week, I think we gave away a screen protector. This week, we're giving away an actual tablet computer. So the folks at Samsung um, have been kind enough to uh, to give us one of their tabs uh, to give away. This is specifically the Galaxy Tab S2, 9.7-inch, beautiful tablet. Um, you know, you can it's it's compact it's elegant um and it's got great performance and uh it's a great tool even if you want to be um productive with it it's a great way to keep organized with the different programs that you use and simply go to our website getconnectedmedia.com look at the contest tab click on that you'll see how to enter there it also show you how many people have actually entered and i gotta tell you your chances are pretty good you know so um so yeah, it's better than Lotto Max or Model <laughs> Six Forty Nine, right? Yeah. What's the big US one called? Oh, Powerball. Yeah, it's better. Your chances are better than Powerball. <laughs> <laughs> the phone lines again. We're uh, open line here on Get Connected, taking your tech calls and questions. Six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. We're gonna have to take another break, but we'll take uh, more of your calls after that. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with AJ Vickery. We're uh, open line, taking your tech calls and questions. Uh, we'll jump back to the phone boards here. We've got Robert on the line. How you doing, Robert? Um, fine, thank you. What can we do for you? Yeah, so uh, my sister was running an old XP machine, so for Christmas I bought her a new computer, and uh, she complains that uh, the Internet speed is much slower than the old XP and uh, she blames it on the processor, but I don't think it has anything to do with the processor. So I'd just like your take on that. Did the computer uh, come with Windows 10 loaded on it? Yes. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Thought, that... Thoughts on that, AJ? That should uh, it should be faster. Well, especially coming preloaded um, uh, with Windows 10, you uh, would assume that um, that everything in the computer has been configured correctly. So, so, but you know, we are dealing. You know, it's not an apples to apples comparison, unfortunately. Um, the way in, in in the way how this person connected. What uh, what browser are you using? Um, the Explorer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering... I did a little checking, and I noticed that some people are complaining that. Uh, Microsoft is is using uh, or enlisting uh, personal computers to help serve out the files for the for the Windows 10 rollup. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if uh, you, you might try a different uh, web browser like uh, uh, Google Chrome, for example, just to see if that speeds up the internet uh, experience. Uh, I have tried uh, the Windows 10 uh, browser, uh, and, and I did find Google Chrome uh, quite a much quite quite quicker aj your thoughts there? well easy to download as well just go to google doc uh, just put in google chrome in your search and then simply download that file it's not a big file and i believe it is a superior browser in my in, in my experience i usually make sure that everyone that i talk to uses that whether it's on windows or mac but um but that being said there are a couple things with windows 10 for people who are upgrading sometimes they there has been people that have noticed a slower internet speed and again it's one of those difficult things to measure because it could be the time of day and all these other things but that aside um, making sure that when you do the upgrade that you make sure that all the devices um, that are in your computer are upgraded and it's a pretty easy process to make sure that you have the windows 10 drivers available for some of those um, um, components in your computer uh, upgraded so that they're using that updated driver because windows 10 will run on the older drivers but if there's an updated driver it actually does fix some of these speed related so i mean a couple things to try there but comparing one computer to the other very difficult try putting chrome on and see if 
she has a much faster experience. Okay, thank you. We're going to uh, jump to the phone lines again here. We've uh, got Jackie on the line. Hey, Jackie. Oh, hi, Mike. Hi. I wanted to ask you, um, I saw you on Global a few weeks ago, um, and I think I only caught part of it, but I thought you were talking about a giant screen tablet from Samsung. Oh, um, yes, the uh, the Galaxy View. Yeah, the 18-inch. Yeah. So I've been looking, for, I thought you said it was around $500, but I've been looking online, and it's really actually kind of hard to find in Canada. Um, the source doesn't seem to carry it, um, and that's the the store that was mentioned um, um, in what I was reading about. Um, and also, there's some problems um, in the reviews on it, just about it being bulky. Can you just sort of tell me uh, where I could find it and what you think of it, that sort of thing? Yeah, fantastic question. I'll have to look and see uh, in my notes. I don't have them with me right now as to, uh, you know, the different retailers that might uh, carry it. Uh, I remember the pricing just depending on the retailer. Uh, you know, I saw as low as 500 uh, as high as 800 So, again, I'll have to check uh, on that. Uh, you know, we've had a chance to try it out for uh, a few weeks uh, uh, in our studio, in our office, and uh, it's it's an interesting uh, machine. Uh, you know, I think it's kind of a, a specialized uh uh, device AJ, you remember this giant tablet? Yes, yes, yeah. And and, and you know, I think it's it's interesting because when you look at getting a tablet, um, and now obviously we've seen the bigger tablet also come out from um, Apple as well with the iPad Pro. Um, it, you know, it's it's you're choosing a larger tablet versus a smaller one for certain reasons, and I think you know it's a, it's about that's a lot of that starts to become about being about productivity versus just straight consumption. Yeah, what I wanted it for was to have it sort of substitute for a TV. In my kitchen living room area, I don't have um, access to a TV. And when I'm cooking and that sort of thing, I kind of like to watch, you know, Downton Abbey and that sort of stuff. So that's what I wanted it for. Do you have any other suggestions? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I guess obviously the larger iPad, but uh, then the price uh, starts creeping up there. I mean, uh, again, uh, if you can get one of these Galaxy uh, Views, you know, down in that five six hundred dollar range, I think it's not a bad buy for the size of screen and mm -hmm. what it can do. But um, you know, if it starts getting up there, you know, eight hundred dollars plus, uh, that that would be a different story for me. I've got one of those new iPad Pros. Uh, I think they go for around the. The $1,100 mark, I'm loving that thing. It's uh, something that I take with me everywhere. I use it in the kitchen uh, as well. Yeah. Uh, and it's got the nice little keyboard thing you can get for it too. So definitely something to look at if you have the budget. That's a huge difference though if you get, if you yes. can get the, um, you know, if you can get that sort of four, five, yeah. $600 price point. How big is the screen on that one? Uh, I believe 12.9 inches. Oh, yeah. Quite a so bit not a bad size, not as big as the Galaxy View, but, you know, mm -hmm. definitely have a look at it. Is it worth going to the States to buy it, do you think? Uh, right now, no. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, do the price comparison, but uh, just with a dollar right now, it's just, uh, it's kind of killing us. And in a lot of cases, you can get better deals in Canada. Okay. And you All did. right. Well, thanks very much. Looks like, AJ, we're going to have to take another break. But after the break, uh, we've got our App of the Week segment with Christina. Should be some good times. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here. Just a little bit of time left, but uh, our favorite part of the show, App of the Week. We've got Christina Stoyanova in studio. What have you got for this? Uh, what have you got for us this, this time? I have an app called Read It To Me, and this one is for Android users. Read It To Me. Yes. And it's all one it, word, by the way. And I imagine it reads things to you. It does read things to you. You are very sharp today, Mike. I know, I know. And so... Like, what kind of stuff does it read to um, So this is a great app for 
for driving, it actually will read your phone notifications to you as they're coming in so that you're not distracted by the notifications that you see on your screen. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And you can actually, um, you know, disable certain ones from being read because I don't think you want every Twitter notification while you're driving, but I don't know, maybe you do. And so this only works with Android, though, because I don't think they could build this into the iPhone because Apple's a little more strict with that kind of thing. Yes, this one is specifically just for Android. And how much does it cost? Um, This one's free, but there is a pro version, and it has a voice reply feature so that you can actually dictate a reply to the notification or the text message or whatever. Oh, that's cool. So if you got a text or a tweet or or what have you... um, then you could uh, use your voice to basically respond hands-free, which is obviously the way you want to do it if you're driving. Yes, but it's not just for driving. You know, I was thinking about it. There are lots of situations where you don't necessarily have the ability to be checking your iPhone. Like it always... In the bath? <laughs> yes, in the bath. <laughs> no, it always terrifies me when I see people actively engaged on their phones on like the treadmill at the gym. I just feel like that's an accident waiting to happen. Really? People do that? Oh, yeah. People will just text message while they're running and or fast walking or whatever on the elliptical. I find that I I look down on the elliptical for two seconds and I'm losing my balance. I wonder how many accidents happen because of that. Exactly. Very cool. Uh, So free uh, for the the basic version. And uh, if you want to get the pro version, uh, it's an in-app purchase. That's that's pretty cool. I like it. Not bad. Not bad. Again, the name. It's called Read It To Me. For Android users. Yes, on the Google Play Store. Check it out. Sorry about that, AJ. I think I called you Andy <laughs> in in the intro. That'll happen. Andy uh, taking a well-deserved uh, weekend off. I think he's gone to Whistler. Whoa. Whoa. Lucky. Yeah, I know. Uh, any uh, cool gadgets that uh, you've come across? Well, you know what? Um, I have come across a couple of cool things where I was reviewing this last week. And, um, you know, there's you know you heard of the Google Nest. Yes. So I really love the idea of controlling the heat in my house as we get these connected homes through my iPad or my iPhone. Like literally sitting on the couch, oh, I'm a little bit cold, turn up the heat, you know? <laughs> uh, or, you know, driving home from work and being able to like crank up the heat before I get there. But I sadly took the Google Nest home, yes. went to put it into my baseboard heated condominium, and guess what? What? doesn't work with high-voltage systems. It's, me- it's meant to use with a low-voltage uh, system. So so anybody that has baseboard heats, um, can't. it's not going to work. And that, like, crushed me. Well, I found a company, a Canadian company called CASA, K-A-S-A, and they make this thing called the Calio. Yep. Um, and it is a baseboard um, Wi-Fi controlled heater control. So literally, you put this, you have to get one for each of the baseboard heaters in your house that has its own separate control. But when you put it in there, you can look at the app interface and see all the different uh, uh, rooms and control the heat in the house from one central place. And if you've ever tried to program one of those darn heater things on the wall, yeah, it's crazy. Like, I cannot figure it out. It's like the VCR all over again. Like, I cannot <laughs> figure out how to make, like, it just... The heat go on and heat go off at certain times of the day, but somehow put it in an app, you know, I, I, I mastered it in seconds. So that was pretty cool. How much is it? Do you remember? Yeah, it's about 129 bucks per control unit. So, so it's not bad. Eh, it's not bad. I mean, it, I mean, the Nest is up there too. I mean, it's a, it's an investment, but if you've got four or five controls throughout your whole house that are baseboard, one for each or one for the main rooms that you want to control and you're good to go. 
The contest one more time quickly, AJ. You got 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Samsung Galaxy Tab S2, 9.7 inch, a full tablet we're giving away from Samsung. Beautiful. GetConnectedMedia.com contest tab. Enter to win. And Jackie, uh, who uh, called in about the uh, Samsung Galaxy View, you can get it uh, from Bell on their website. If you're a Bell customer, I think it's uh, 500 If you're not, it's uh, 700 That's all the time we have left. AJ, I want to thank you for coming in. Uh, I want to thank Christina as well and the rest of the Get Connected team. We'll see you again next week.